Now, everything old is new again. America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Welcome to Everything Old is New Again. This is Douglas Viviani. I'm joined by the ever jovial David Cohen. Oh, thank you, Doug. <laughs> With the recent release of The Man from Uncle and the Mission Impossible movies, which we spoke about last week, I think it's clear that secret agents are back and or still in vogue. Today, we uncover the grandfather of them all. Uh, James Bond. James Bond. Yes, 007 himself uh, in November of 2015. Coming up, we've got the, I think it's the 24th James Bond movie, Spectre. 24th. Yes, it's going to be released, and it'll be the sixth Bond on film. Really the seventh, because David Niven did one, but I'm not going to include that. Let me ask you something. When did the author of... Of James Bond, Ian, Ian Fleming. Fleming. When yes. did he pass away? You should know. Oh, this. it was late 60s. Late 60s. Yes. And look at how this thing just took on. I mean, it had a life while he was alive. But but since then? How and did, not just movies. There's tons of books, more right? books than movies. So it's because they had movie writers. Ian Fleming Jr. Movies. wrote some. And this fellow Gardner. I'm kidding. I, I made that up. Oh. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> there's a fellow Gardner writes tons of them. I forget his first name. And they're really graphic and, and great books. Before we get to discussing James Bond, I wanted to talk about something really quick but important uh, to us is that the station WFPA, 1400 AM in Fort Payne, Alabama, has uh, privileged us with uh, j- by joining the Everything Old is New Again network. They are proudly serving the heart of Dixie. That's their slogan. Believe it or not, that station's uh, the oldest licensed station in that area, in Alabama, uh, of Fort Payne, Alabama, wow. since 1949. Whoa. Yes. That's really cool. You know, and I was looking at their mission statement, and I like it because it kind of expresses what what we're trying to do here on Everything Old is New Again. Let me just read you a yeah, little sure, excerpt from a match. it. Um, so WFPA, one of its mission statements is to entertain and enrich the lives of their listeners by presenting programming that's significant and diverse in the fields of music, the arts, science, politics, in an appealing professional way that encourages new insights into life, people, and relationships. And I think that's kind of what they said it better than we, we ever could. That's so. tremendous. I may have to uh, borrow some of that. I mean, that, when we try to describe our show to others, that's tremendous. And we're happy to do it every Saturday at noon on WFPA. And yeah, if you're new uh, and listening to us, everything old is new again, you could uh, write to us at oldnewagain at AOL.com to let us know what you think. In the meantime, let's get back to the six bonds. Let's hear them introduce themselves to us. Bond. James Bond. 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 It's funny. It's really cool, but you know, it would be nice to know in that clip like who we were listening to, but before they say the names. Can we is there any way to do that? Uh, well I could tell you who they are now, we could play it again. 
It's, right, it's, in, it's in order. I did it right in order okay. with the way they did it. It's first it's Sean Connery, George Lazenby, who did one movie, right. uh, Roger Moore, Timothy Dalton, Pierce Brosnan, and then Daniel Craig. Want to play one more time just to hear that again? We could talk over it. Let's say, you know. say who it is each time. I'll say yeah, it. Go okay, ahead. good. Go ahead. First one, Sean Connery, Lazenby. James Bond. Bond. James Bond. Right. Bond. Now Roger Moore. James Bond. Dalton. Bond. James Bond. Brosnan. Bond. James Bond. Bond. James Bond. Roger Craig. Roger. Yeah. J- I mean, <laughs> Roger Craig, Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Didn't Pierce Brosnan sound a little out of it? Um, Bond, James Bond. Yeah, he's, he, he's a little it like. It depends where he was. A little in the perturbed. Movie. He, he was perturbed. I don't. Uh. He he strove for that. He was Remington Steele, and he wanted that role like crazy. Yeah, he did. And he was signed up to do it, so to speak, but they wouldn't let him release him from Remington Steele to film it. So he wow. lost out to Timothy Dalton, right? Uh, who they had, uh, replaced uh, Roger Moore with, and Pierce Brosnan then kept on on them. And when Timothy Dalton had a problem with the Bond franchise, script-wise, uh, he didn't like what was happening in the following movie. They called Pierce Brosnan. He took it's over. It's just a movie, man. How could you not like it's James know. Bond? What, what did he do? Since the ethical guy, question I about mean, it? What, what did Timothy Dalton do after? I'm trying to think. He did that the Rocket, the Rocketeer. If you remember that movie, uh, where he was the villain in that, and that right. was basically the last I've ever seen him. Good choice, uh, Timothy. Yeah, let's tackle the biggest question right. of all. Right. Which of these is the best? Let's hear what Sean Connery has to say about it. What are you doing here? Looking for shells? No, I'm just. Quite a nice little nothing you're almost wearing. I approve. I'll finish dressing. Oh, please don't. Not on my... Can I do something for you, Mr. Bond? Uh, just a drink. A martini. Shaken. It's not stirred. Plenty or two. Named after your father, perhaps. All right, this little choppy there wasn't the greatest editing on my behalf, but that was a little piece of Sean Connery presenting himself as 007, but there's a trick there. Did you hear a different voice? I did. Uh, do you have any idea who it was? Uh, I don't. It was a shaken and then not stirred. Shaken and then stirred. That was uh, Pierce Brosnan. I threw I, in there. It sounded to, like him, yeah. Just figured I'd... It sounded nothing like Sean Connery. That's why it stood out. Figured I'd... I'd um, I don't know, keep you on your toes. You know, that was yep. just something they do in homage all the time to, to the, the prior 007s. Here's uh, George Lazenby from on his Her Majesty's Secret Service. Will you marry me? There's no hurry, you see. This never happened to the other folks. Now, that's George Lazenby, who... who was in one movie. I, it was in one movie. I Why? Thought, I thought it was really good. I'll address that after the commercial break, because I have him talking about it himself, why hmm. he's canned, canned after that movie. But that's the only time that James Bond got married. He married, remember, Diana Rigg from the Avengers TV show, if you remember her. Yes. Going way back now. But, Who wouldn't marry Diana Rigg? And then uh, right before they could do anything, they, they, he, she got killed. They, you remember this? No. No. Oh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> On Her Majesty's Secret Service, great movie. With Never saw Savalas. Now uh, Roger Moore takes over. Can I help you? Yes, my name is Bond. James Bond. I'm looking for Dr. Goodhead. You just found her. A woman. I'm now aiming precisely at your groin. So speak over a behold your peace. Where's Peckish? Where's Peckish? Pyramids! Ah! What a helpful chap. Such a big magnetism, Now, that's uh, Roger Moore. So we've heard the first three. Just to have a little bit of, we got a minute here to throw this to you in the audience. Which of those three have you seen? I think you've probably seen at least two of the three. And which do you prefer? 
You're asking me yes. or you're asking the audience? The audience can think it to themselves, and you'll represent the audience now with their... Uh, as representative of the audience, yes. I would say so far, it's a tie. Mm, that's not fair. Sean Connery, I can't decide between Sean Connery and Roger Moore. And the only reason Roger Moore is in the running, as far as I'm concerned, is because that's who I saw as a kid. That was my first experience with James Bond. So to this day, when I think of James Bond, I think of Roger Moore. Which was your first James Bond movie that you saw? Um, was Goldfinger? No, 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 no. Oh, in the theaters? Yeah, in the theaters with Roger Moore. Was it the oh, first one, Live uh, and Let Die? Yeah, it was w- where the guy was hanging on to the helicopter with his teeth, Jaws. Oh, that's a couple of, That's a couple after that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That was the first one. Um, Roger Moore uh, was very much more, if you could hear tongue-in-cheek in Sean Connery, was very much more serious yeah. uh, about that. So, um, I don't know. I, I'm going to still say that Sean Connery is my man so far. Yeah, okay. We'll be right back. There you go. My, my first experience with 007 was in the theater watching Thunderball, which was actually got to be like 67. I have a list here. I should pull it wow. out. Um, but that was 67? my... 67? You were like eight. Yeah, my Yeah, fa- my father loved these movies, so he took us. It must have come back, though. You, you, you were too young. I don't know. I think he just took the family, and we were, and I was there. I remember watching it with him, wow. and enthralled with Sean Connery and the whole thing. And so it set the tone for me. Uh, and then when right. they changed, I loved George Lazenby because he kind of did the same thing Connery did, and the actor didn't like that. And that's we'll get to down the line. He wanted to do his own his own thing, and he thought the the character should be more human, more real, not with all these quips. Right. But the producers wanted to go the way of Roger Moore. Roger Moore, and because he would kill a guy and he'd make fun, you know, yeah. or, you know, all the quotes we, we just heard. Definitely big movie screen, little TV screen difference, because when I saw Sean Connery, it was in reruns, it was on TV, didn't have the same, you know, oomph as Hashay. seeing it in a theater, you know. And, and that was the James Bond thing, too, in the 70s and 60s. There weren't all these other movies, Mission Impossible, that we see. No other spy all movies. All the special right. effects. This was it. And you were at an event when you went to see James Bond. True. Not only that, the music was original music with original artists. Even uh, Paul McCartney uh, did Live and Let Die just for the movie. Right. So, I mean, you know, it was very, uh, very different feel than it is now. I still love them now. When my kids go see them, I don't think they'll be five when they see them, but I, especially with, with, with Daniel Craig, um, I don't know exactly where where we're going to be on that. Um, but we'll find out. He's the man. We'll be right back. Everything old is new again. Come on back. Now, back to America's entertainment pop culture talk show, Everything Old is New Again, with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Everything old is new again. It's got to be the worst James Bond theme song of all the movies. <laughs> From 1981. But I'll tell you what. I think that's the best Roger Moore uh, James Bond movie. 
a challenge on that. I don't know. All right, sir. Did you? What are the other James Bond movies that Roger Moore was in? Do you have that list? I have handy? the list here. Live and Let Die, I which like was the that. first one. Um, but it was just like finding a drug dealer. It was a weird thing. He just wanted to hook when everybody you were young on and your eye and your uh, eyes were an open book. You, you, you used to say, <laughs> "Live and Let Die." You're right. Uh, Man with the Golden Gun. Oh, come on now. Very different. He's on an island with this guy that's a trained assassin, and it's like a game. Right. Um, then there's the spy who loved me. Right. Moonraker, which I thought was too comic booky. Moonraker, that, that I was too too goofy. Uh, For your eyes only, which we just heard that. Uh, Octopussy. That wasn't the uh, <laughs> Michael. Mo- what was his name? Oh God! <laughs> Saying that live. Uh, I don't know. Forget it. I'm drawing a complete right. blank. The and spoof on. 007. Yeah, know. I know what you mean. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm getting old. And A View to a Kill. That was a good movie. Mike Myers, by Mike the way. Mike Myers. I can't, uh, I can't remember. The, Austin Powers. Austin Powers. It's bad that we don't know that. That's, oh, that's... We're on one track, though. You took me... But View to Sorry. a Kill. View to a Kill, I thought, was a great song. <laughs> Terrible movie. I thought that For Your Eyes Only, great song. A bad song, great movie. Okay. I don't know. Whatever it's worth. I think that those were... Um, uh, some of the more fun James Bond movies, but they struggled with Roger Moore. There was too much comedy, too many gadgets. Then a couple of movies, they pulled it back and didn't have any gadgets with him, which I thought was really good. But he wasn't Sean Connery. He wasn't trying to be. So right. so I think you know, I think that was good, that he was a totally different character. And the movies were hugely popular, yes. too. And then Timothy Dalton came along, and he'll tell you a little bit about what he tried to do. You want it. Well, you keep it. These are his holes, but believe me, my interest in her is purely professional. What is this? I've had a few optional extras installed. Whoever she was, I must have scared the living daylights out of her. Sorry about that. I misled you. Yeah, I have him discussing later on what he tried to do with the character, but uh, that's him as Bond. So up to date right now, we're at Roger Moore and, and Sean Connery's a tie, you're saying. I think I'm so. saying it's Sean Connery by far. I think most people would agree with me. <laughs> I hate to say it. Well, I'm uh, in, but, look, I can't help. I'm influenced by what right. I saw when I first saw Bond. That's who I saw. And I would say if George Lazenby didn't get fired, um, he would have been a great Bond from that point on. Are we talking about him yet? Well, he was the second Bond that was in this, right. our, our Majesty's Secret Service. But do we we kind of blew him off because he, he why did, did he one. not? Uh, what happened? Uh, like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I that's have what quotes. I meant. I'm sorry. Okay, so yeah, we're going to do that. Yes, later. next part of the show. I just want to kind of get us down to which is the best between you and I. Okay. Then we'll have the Bonds decide themselves. But. Timothy Dalton, really? to me, brought back um, a lot what Sean Connery did, was a serious nature with a couple of quips, but basically a serious nature that this guy's going through a, a tough situation. It's not something that you'd walk through life killing people and joking about it. I, I don't know. That's that's his take on it. I thought it was well done. Then there was Pierce Brosnan. Let's hear some of his qu- quotes. I thought Christmas only comes once a year. I see you handle your weapon well. I have been known to keep my tip up. Vodka martini. Shaken, not stirred. Wait, I'm just a professional doing a job. Me too. Ruthless, ruthless. I just, just a professional doing my job and he just kills him. Uh, me the too. sexual innuendos in this thing were yeah. just. They're, <laughs> Just, I just want to remind you that this is a family show we're doing. That's so. correct. That's correct. But I, I wanted careful. to give you a flavor. And I think that <laughs> Pierce Brosnan, to me, now I'm just, I'm, this is just me talking. I'm, I'm, there's, there's no authority here behind me. But as, as someone that's seen these movies, all of them, many times, big fan, Pierce Brosnan tried to assimilate both Roger Moore, his take with, with the, the quips and a little bit of lightheartedness, with 
um, Sean Connery and the serious, strong, silent type, if you will, the romantic guy. Because Pierce Brosnan clearly was the most romantic beyond right. uh, any any of them, you know, uh, I think. Well, I, I always say he, he's more romantic than Timothy Dalton and Roger Moore and George Lazenby. Let's put it yeah. that way. So he's the second most romantic to, to, to date. Did you have a crush about. on him? Secret crush on him? Uh, no, but I would, like I, would, I would have preferred to see him be <laughs> James Bond earlier than, than he was. Although hmm. I liked Timothy Dalton. I, I can't say. What do you think of? Where do you stand on Timothy Dalton versus Pierce Brosnan? To me, they were they were similar. Like, I'd put those, those two in a separate category because, yeah, they were more of like the romantic type. The, you know, I, I hate to say it, but they weren't they weren't really gritty like a, you know, like tough kind of dude sort of right. spy. Um, so I think they brought something different to it. And but I, I honestly, I, I don't see a big difference between those two. So he, with Timothy Dalton's movies, I think the scripts to me, were better than most I, of the others. I agree. Living yeah. Daylights and License to Kill, especially yes. License to Kill, when his his buddy, uh, you know, gets um, the CIA agent, uh, gets fed to the sharks and loses his, his legs, which was David Hennessy, by the way, from Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. Just throwing it out there uh, from okay. our shows in the nice. past, from the 60s. We nice. talked about it. And I met him, David Hennessy, talked to him about this, and he said that he loved, because he did a couple of these movies. Did you try to find financing for a movie for him? Like <laughs> no, he did Letter Nimoy? It's a callback from the last show we did that. Uh, uh, untold, unfinished, weird Doug story. If you want to hear that, go to everythingoldisnewagain.biz. If you want to hear the end of the story, write me an email. Oldnewagain at AOL.com. It doesn't work. I wrote him an email. He doesn't answer. Oldnewagain at AOL.com. Uh, but anyway. I know I'll, I will. But I, my point is Timothy Dalton had great scripts. And I think that he was good, but he didn't have this panache, this intangible, this right. characteristic of like that comes off the screen. Pierce Brosnan did, but his scripts got off the beaten path. I mean, there's some of the stuff and some of the villains that he was dealing with, you know, just it didn't work. There's this satellite from space that can shoot down and and as a laser and the sun the, the, of this Korean general being changed, his entire right. look being changed. The other thing was Timothy Dalton. I mean, Roger Moore was so popular as 007. So when Timothy Dalton took over for him, it w- there were a lot of expectations, I think, maybe unfairly put on him. And in Pierce Brosnan's favor, everyone knew who Pierce Brosnan was, right? He was a True. famous TV actor. So I think if you liked him, you went out and saw him, you were excited that he was the new Bond. And that never really happened with Timothy Dalton. Right. And right. it was odd, too, because people, you know, like him or not, and there was a lot of people that didn't like Roger Moore because they knew, older people, because they knew Connery, and it was so totally different. But if you if if you remember that last movie that Roger Moore did, The, the uh, View to a Kill, he was showing his age, and yeah. it, was, it was time to move on. So the audience sort of, even if you liked him, you were sort of like, well, I understand why we need to move on to the next person. Sean Connery, we were shut, you know, in his prime, he just right. said, I'm not doing any more of these. That's it. And he, by the way, came back to do one, if you remember, that was like an independent movie produced, and it was basically Thunderball all over again, the same exact script. Um, and it was called Never Say Never Again. Um, but uh, and he showed his age there, and it just didn't work. I know. It so was, sort yeah. of like he, he went back, and, and uh, let me put it this way. Uh, I think if Sean Connery would have stayed... 
He could have done another 10 years of these. But Roger Moore could not have done any more. It was, it was enough. So right. when Timothy Dolan got to the plate, at least it, he didn't have that aura, that black cloud. But I also didn't, didn't get a feel for where he wanted to go with it. It was sort of, all right, let me go, let me go back to Sean Connery, but do he didn't have the look. Really, do you think these guys really thought that much into it? They did. Uh, I've got, seen tons of interviews, and they all said, you know, whatever the script says, how do I play this guy? Hmm. Uh, George Lazenby said, I may not have the exact quote, but he said, the producers, this is the fellow right after Connery, right. which is really tough, yep. said, you know, when you're looking out this window, remember, in the, let's say, Thunderball, Sean Connery, he would give you this look or that look when he's looking out a window of the train or whatever. You're looking out the window of the train. You should do it the exact, exact same way. <laughs> he's like, I'm not the same guy. What are you talking about? Right. Sean Connery is a great actor. He knows the things that he can do with his face and whatever to present emotion. I can't do it the same way. But they wanted him to do the same right. exact thing. So it's interesting that, you know, the, the actors do have a, some leeway as to how to play off what the words are being presented on the page um, that's that's I think what we're talking about we'll be right back to continue when everything old is new again the bond edition Say, Charlie, why the arm in the sling? Yeah, I walked straight into that busted street sign in front of Frank's Automat. Well, you must have been really sore at him. You said it, pal. I said, say, what's a big idea making a fella trip out there? I was going to sock him right in a kisser. He's all wet. Why, you ought to sue him, Charlie. I have half a mind to do just that. But where am I going to get that kind of dough? Say, I know a fella just got me out of a big jam, and he didn't break the bank. You don't say. Yeah, the law office of Douglas Viviani. The law office of Douglas Viviani? That's right, the law office of Douglas Viviani. Viviani. That's what I said, Viviani. He a straight shooter? He's a cat's meow. He's on the up and up? Dog's ace is with me. Is that so? He's a bee's bees. Well, that's just swell. You have his number? You can call him at 631-681-1910 or email him at vivianilaw.com. Wait, what, what was that last part? What, email? Yeah, what's email? Vivianilaw.com. Now, back to America's entertainment pop culture talk show, Everything Old is New Again, with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Who are you? My name is Bond. 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 James Bond. We're back. Everything Old is New Again, and we're, we're in the world of Bond. We're having a great time talking about and trying to figure out what is or who is who the is? best Bond uh, at this point, I think we're at Sean Connery alone. Okay. We've got I, one yeah, more to I go. I agree with that, but we, have one, we do have one more. We have one more to go. The most recent, of course. Let's listen to uh, Mr. Daniel Craig. The name's Bond. James Bond. Dry martini. Oui, monsieur. Wait. Three measures of Gordon's, one of vodka, half a measure of quinoa lily. Shake it over rice and then add a thin slice of lemon peel. Yes, sir. I knew it was too early to promote you. Well, I understand double O's have a very short life expectancy, so your mistake will be short-lived. So he's he's all business. This guy, even yes. the drink order is not shaking. It's not shaking, not stirred. Although he does say that in another movie. He's uh, and another one when they asked him, "Do you want it to be shaken, not stirred?" He goes, "Do I look like I care?" If you remember that <laughs> yes. So yep. he, he took a nice twist on all that. I mean, this is he's started off with movie what twenty one, two no twenty two, twenty three, and now twenty four right. of the franchise. So what else can be done? 
Well, they went back to Sean Connery really strong. No, you tell I agree. Me. No, they they definitely captured the spirit with with Daniel Craig, and uh, I I liked him because I think that you know he pulls it off. He's this tough guy, which I think was missing from the earlier Bond guys, um, but you know also got the ladies and you know the only thing that that I'm thinking that they don't do with him is humor. Even when he did that with it's the drink, he was bit, totally serious. Bit. I know, but it's I think that's part of the. The inherent comedy. He's so serious. I think sometimes that comes through as being funny to me. Yes, to the audience. That's it's tr- it's a great point. It's it's humorous or puts a smile on the audience face, but it's not supposed to put a smile on anyone else, like in the movie. But I like that. You know, he's not he, trying to be Roger Moore or Pierce Brosnan even just with his right, quips. Right. So he threw the quips out. That's all. What we've done. It's too quirky. Also, they've kind of thrown out the uh, the gadgets, which I want to talk about the next segment. Yeah, um, they've kind of gotten away from that. It's it's all him with his gun and his wits, right? Which right. might be a sign of the times, I would say. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so I think I think you know, you always go back to the Babe Ruth, if you will. You always go back to the Sean Connery uh, as you know a foundation. I love all of them. Don't get me wrong. I can't. I can't. Say I don't like yeah, any we're, of them. We're picking one, but it's, they're all yeah, good, you got to right? pick one. But but here's the thing: I think Roger Craig is a close second. Daniel Craig. It, Daniel Craig. I keep Roger, Roger Craig was a, a he was a pitcher for the San Diego Padres. Yes, in, in the seventies. <laughs> don't ask me a how I knew that. B why you were referring to him, but that's for He's another. Actually, was an original Met too. So in the was season. he really? Yes, that's yes. that's why you remember. That's why because uh, the next show we're going to do, I'm preparing for is is about baseball. So I'm on that. How would but, Roger Craig have been as a as a double O? Seven <laughs> slash Met pitcher. I think his only gadget would be like you know throwing throwing a home balls. run ball. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. right. <laughs> anyway, uh, I I think that we should hear from the Bonds. Let's do do a quick running out of time. The family. Let's hear what, what George oh, Lazenby has to say about his experience as a Bond. I was very uptight lots of uh, lots of the times because I didn't understand exactly what was going on. The only person who knew what was going on was the director, uh, and he didn't really feel that uh, an actor was important. But you felt that this bond should have been a gentler bond. Yeah, I think he should have been more uh, humane, more understanding towards people. And uh, he's not such a superman, even though he's been taught karate and judo and he's an expert with a gun. And I felt quite confident that if they did change it, you know, like putting pop music behind it and and, uh, things like that, it would have lifted the whole thing up again into another decade. Another gentleman that I met at a, at a signing, and, and he was a great guy, and he he did describe this. And I, I, I don't mean to go too fast. We have a, a number of clips to get here, but that was uh, this. This was George Lazenby. Yeah, that was. To, and okay. and he, what he was forecasting was what they did with Roger Moore. Hmm. He was saying right. show show more, more emotion, music, more, more emotion. Right. And I think Roger Moore did that, and I think he was kind of right. But he got into fights left and right on the on the uh, on the set. He he, could, he didn't get along with the director. You could hear that. And so they said we've had it with this guy, and they quickly got rid of him. And I don't know. I really love that movie uh, if you remember it with Telly Savalas as the villain. Uh, let's see what Sean Connery has to say about Roger Moore. I think that the, the fundamental difference is that I played Bond and with uh, the reality, uh, credibility, but and out of it, some indigenous humor. And anything that happens is possible. Roger, which I think he may have inherited in part from after Diamonds Are Forever, where they were already getting into that area of too much hardware, and his is a sort of parody of the character, as it were, 
so that you will go for the laugh or the humor at whatever the cost of the credibility or the reality. I don't know if anybody could say it better. Did, did you get no, all that? And if, with that accent, I think it just adds more gravitas. <laughs> well, it was so well thought out. I mean, right. exactly right. What we, exactly what yes. we're saying. Yeah. So let's let's uh, continue with Timothy Dalton, what he has to say about his performance and, and Sean Connery. Well, the Bond movies are fantasies, but I think in order to enjoy the fantasy, you've got to hold into the reality. And I am, was very, very influenced as a young kid by the movies of Sean Connery, by Dr. No and From Russia with Love and Goldfinger. And so I wanted to bring at least a sense of reality, a sense of involvement, a sense of excitement, hopefully some danger. And, and we got on with it and perhaps put in place some, some building blocks for a change in the direction of the series. So they were changing the direction from Roger Moore and the comedy uh, or the you know, comic book character type of thing with a lot of these gadgets. You had a lot of gadgets. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and a shark that turned into a car and things, just silly things. And, uh, and wanted to bring it back to the Connery, uh, which is what we've been saying, mm-hmm. but confirmed by them so far. Uh, let's hear what Pierce Brosnan has to say about the newest uh, and latest and greatest. Uh, what do you think effect. of Daniel Craig? <clears throat> Quite brilliant. Uh, he gives it a different touch to me. It's a different time. I mean, it's a different era. I think they had to... It must be interesting. <clears throat> you've played it. You what, you admired Sean Connery. You've done it yeah. yourself. No, I just come to it as a member of the audience and just sat back and reveled in what Daniel did. So I, they, they're interesting in that they're all deferential to Connery. They're acknowledging, not necessarily in that particular quote, but they're all acknowledging that Connery did it a certain way. Roger Moore was totally different, which good and bad. I mean, listen, if he was, if Roger Moore did the same thing that Lazenby and, and Connery did, would it even survived? I mean, it, it added a different flavor to this right. that people liked it, didn't like, but they certainly talked about it. And now we're back to Roger Craig. Let's hear the, Connery talking about Roger Craig. From myself to Daniel Craig, who I thought was fantastic, marvelous in the part. Daniel Craig said he saw all, all the films, but he took an immense amount from, from your films. Uh. Yeah, well, I'm flattered. Well, I mean, it's there to see the danger element. I think he really gets it. So there's from the, the king himself. Uh, yeah. Get that, you can't get a better blessing than, than that from Sean Connery. So to me now, you, there was the, the two. Connery talking about Daniel Craig. And the question is, uh, I think we're down to those two. You tell I think me. so, yes. And what do you think? Where do you fall? If we had to decide right this second, which one do you think is? It's a really hard question and esoteric. But still, that's what we're all about. We start the arguments you love to have. Which one do you feel is the best Bond of all time? I like, I, I'm going to say Daniel Craig because I just like the new movies. I, it's today, I can relate to it more. So for that reason only, I think it, I, I give Daniel Craig a bit of an edge. Because you feel his, his movies reflect the times better, not necessarily the character or the portrayal. Uh, what, if, what if Sean Connery was doing his movies, were doing Daniel Craig's movies? I think he would be equally as good, if not better. Right. Uh, I agree. We'll be right so, back. Oh, so we're not going to... You, you have I'm to wait. in. answering yet. We have another segment oh, yet. Cliffhanger. Feel the chill. There's Duran Duran with, I think, um, I might be wrong. I, I love that song. I don't know why. Um, and I really hated that movie. 
Uh, do you remember that one? Which no, that what movie was that? View to a Kill. View to a Kill. And the villain there was was Walken, Christopher Walken. Right. Who, I don't know. He's a weird guy. I, I think he's a. T- Mike, I hate to say. He's I think he's a strange. poor actor. At least he did a poor job in that movie and in Pan, the latest Peter Pan oh. he did on TV. He did that poorly <laughs> too. Um, He's done other things that have been great. I don't want to right. say, but I really don't think that he was suited for that uh, that role. Others do disagree with me a lot, but I'm not a big fan of of of, uh, of View to a Kill. Yeah, but who's your favorite Bond? Well, I'll uh, present that at the end of the show uh. because we have a little more to do on that issue to talk about. If I had to talk about it right now, I would say it's Connery, Daniel Craig, and the third one to me is like. Everybody but Roger Moore. I hate to say it. Um, Roger Moore kind of kind of didn't do it for me. I did the he, the exact opposite to me. I always I guess because my dad and I watched Sean Connery to begin with. Right, and, that's you know, who you were so introduced influenced to. when you were a child. Really, right, right. right. And that was just stuck and I, in my mind. And I saw Roger Moore first, so he he stuck in my mind. But and now, was your dad a fan or your family member no, or something? No, you're no, on your own. No. Okay. I, I I don't know who I went to them because I was a, a kid. Yeah, I forget who I went to uh, to the movies with, but it was definitely to see Roger Moore. Um, but you know the kind of I know we're going to get into the next segment. But <laughs> what's kind of neat about this whole franchise is that any actor can bring their own spin on it and have. And it's still an amazingly successful and exciting movie venture because we love secret Spons. agents. We'll be right back right after this. Everything old is new again. This is Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. You've got a secret, something you can't tell anyone. You're a kite dancing in a hurricane, Mr. Bond. Welcome, James. It's been a long time. And finally, here we are. If you don't live now, we'll die together, Mr. Bond. James Bond. There's that familiar song like they do with uh, with Mission Impossible, right? You every James Bond movie, you want to hear that bit of music, right. you know, right? Uh, and that's um, that's the signature of James Bond, which we're discussing on Everything Old Is New Again, and that's the trailer for the latest movie, which is Spectre, and that's going to be released in November of 2015. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think it's very interesting that they're going back to uh, looking at like we did with uh, when we did the, our last show on Man from Uncle these these organizations that like Uncle and Spectre, Spectre. and Chaos with the, they're all uh, acronyms yeah, for something right? exactly. Let's hear what what in the world is the Spectre? Do you have an idea what does it stand for? No, none Let's whatsoever. Special Executive for Counterintelligence, Terrorism, Revenge, Extortion. Extortion's Jeez. the last one. <laughs> Who would have thought, right? Uh, but even James Bond, which is so serious, not always serious, but so serious in literature and in the novels and all, uh, there's a touch of novelty there of yeah. these <laughs> these little touches of Spectre and all that, all those words, which is just basically des- describes the evil entity, right, uh, that he's up against. And I think also it's interesting to note that Daniel Craig, when he started his uh, run, 
kind of, kind of, they didn't label it as a reboot, but kind of was a reboot in my uh, estimation because Casino Royale, which came out in 2006, was the first Ian Fleming novel. So that story and that villain in that movie was the villain, uh, the first villain that started it all and the first Bond episode that right. started it all. They, they updated it, but the basic story was the same. And it, it was a perfect way to get back to that sort of, you know, Sean Connery-esque agent, right? Go back to original Ian Fleming novel yes. and, and start there. And you were talking about before how, you know, uh, no matter what you, you do with this franchise, if they're smart. These people are not... You know, they've got a lot of literature behind them. They've got a lot to go fall back on and they use it. Right. And they and they plug in different people to be bond for different reasons and ask them to do different things. And so we talk about it. And well, I like this one. I don't like that one. What's going on here? And it kind of tries to reflect the times, too, a little bit. Definitely. Definitely. Um, I mean, they could plug you in to uh, to, to play him and, and it would still be successful. What am I saying? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> The most sedentary uh, James Bond there ever would be. Uh, I'd be in one of those, you know, the Paul Blart things, you know, you're, <laughs> that would be James Bond that, mall, mall cop. Right. That would be my gadget, you know, <laughs> instead of all these other items. Uh, who would be my villain? Let's hope it wouldn't be one of these characters. The firing power inside my crater is enough to annihilate a small arm. Do you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. I don't mind talking. I get a kick out of watching the great James Bond if I know what a bloody fool is. Infertility. Total infertility in plants and animals. Not just disease in a few herds, Mr. Bond, or the loss of a single crop, but the destruction of a whole strain forever. Great, great villains. You got Blofeld there. You got uh, Robert Shaw before Jaws. You got Telly Savalas, uh, who's in Her Her Majesty's Secret Service. Uh, The villains go on and on and on, that's for sure. And they're a lot of fun. But to defeat the villains, for the most part, you need uh, some of the gadgets. Uh, maybe Daniel Craig doesn't use as many. He still has a few. He has the, the watch, and he's got you know he's up to date. Um, let's talk about that with him, uh, and and we'll hear what his presentation is as to where they stand right now on the issue of gadgets in James Bond. I miss I miss the inventions. I miss I miss the whole Q. It's side a really, of it's a really difficult thing. He's uh, he's called the quartermaster, so he's Q. That's why he's called. But stuff, the problem we yeah. have with that, and this is why we sit down and have meetings about it, is that you know there's a trying to find something that's new and interesting. Yes, is really difficult. But mostly the technology is in the public arena now. So, uh, you know, that that's the thing is they're sort of like uh, back in the day. Let's go through a few gadgets in a few moments and, and look at how it's developed. But a lot of the gadgets um, basically have, have are now on the market. And so the question is, what could they come up with that we haven't thought of before? That's kind of science fiction ish and may not necessarily. It's right on the edge. Be something that the writers of James Bond would be good at. They're good at the, getting the car, and there's a gun in the car, and there's a, you know, whatever, the, the oil comes out of the car as you're being chased and, and so forth. But um, you've done 24, well, 23 movies now, the 24th now. How many more gadgets can you come up with? Yeah, I don't know. that's true. Uh, before we get to that, I just want to talk about the villains. Do you remember any particular villain yourself that, you know, you... you, you feel was like, you know, made an impression. I, we spoke about Crystal Wal- for Walken, uh, but I don't know if there's any others. Uh, the Blofeld character was um, 
played by uh, played by a couple of characters. But when Donald Pleasance was Blofeld and you only lived twice, remember that with a cat? Yeah, yeah. And uh, Telly Savalas played Blofeld in Her Majesty's Secret S- Service. Another character, Charles Gray, played him in uh, Diamonds of Forever. So he's a, a character that's been repeating himself. All the other villains have been in only one episode, except for now, Daniel Craig has got the same villain. Um, he's a secondary villain. They haven't even met each other yet. It's Mr. White, if you're familiar with the series. From Breaking Bad? <laughs> no. Um, he's sort of financing all of what's going on behind the last three movies. Um, right. Daniel Craig. Right. He's, he's played by uh, Jesper Christensen. I don't know if you... Are you familiar with, um, well, like, you know, with, with that character or what? Uh, no, I know who that is. Yeah. But so honestly, I think sooner or later, they'll be, yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll be the new Blofeld. You know? Yeah. They're going to have to meet. Because honestly, I don't... You know, the villains in these movies were, you know, they were okay. But to me, I don't remember them as much right. as the action and, and Bond himself and, the, you know, getting out of incredible situations. And I agree. The, like, be- the beautiful women, of course. Come on. I mean, which you know, is the whole of the show, if you notice, we haven't talked about that at all. Um, and we will at some time. But they've got the cyanide cigarettes and some of the gadgets. You remember those? Oh, yeah. Uh, the attache, right? That you know, that's cool. It's got all kind of mechanisms in it and bombs and different episodes. They have different things that it can do. Uh, But you've got like tape recorder camera, um, you know, in a heel of a shoe on a compartment. These things we we have like readily available. Uh, But Uh, I like the weird things, like the uh, like the bowler hat. Um, Who was it? Uh, Odd job. Odd job. Yeah, that was a great one. Yeah, and you've got like, uh, let's see here, there's a tape recorder book, you know, yeah, it's not, right. you don't need it anymore, you know, right, underwater exactly. propulsion pr- propulsion unit, uh, it's a little thing that, he's got, remember that thing he put in his mouth a couple of times he had this, I think Pierce Brosnan had it too, this little underwater gadget he could, yeah. uh, so what would be one that, that, I mean, all of these are, you know, dart guns and, and, and a ring for a What would go machine. over well today? Yeah, like what a would, new gadget? yeah, what would you want for any of these? If, um, if I knew that, I, I wouldn't be here with you. The I'd watches, I mean, the, a, yeah, the, you're right. <laughs> the, 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 but the new watch, the e-watch, what do they call that? What, the uh, Apple, watch? Apple Watch. I mean, that's um, that's more advanced than anything he's ever used. Uh, exactly, exactly. I, they, think th- I think they should bring back the shoe phone from Get Smart. I, <laughs> I'd like to see that from. again. That's where they got it from, Bond, right? Yep. Um, how about the electric shaver that's a, a detector of, of eavesdropping right. devices, right? Uh, it's gotta, it, I mean, right now, today, what, what do we carry around with us? Yeah, uh, true. you know, other There's nothing than the, in our the smartphones, basically. So it's got to be something that you don't even have a pen anymore, right? I mean, right, most exactly. of the time. So the smartphone has got to be some something that's going to become a weapon. It's of the gadget, sort. right? I'm looking. Right. I'm going to look now. I have a list here. I want to see the most recent ones. It's like in Casino Royale, they use an explosive keychain. Um, I don't know. There's not. A, there's not a ton here that. Uh, there's a, you know, a laser Polaroid camera. That's yeah. So, yeah. You know, radio transmitter. So, like, the gadgets are kind of out. Uh, that's what it's all about. I want to hear what, real quick, what they have to say, what John Favreau has to say about Bond's influence on Iron Man. And it is a very tonally different. And as a matter of fact, because you guys went so uh, realistic with Bond when mm. we were working on Iron Man, mm. a big discussion we had is, look, mm. there's this... There's this kind of tongue-in-cheek, fun mm. uh, man in mm. the tuxedo gallivanting yeah, around, yeah. saying, a, yeah. uh, throwing a one-liner out yeah, there, yeah. and then yeah, yeah. fighting crime. Yeah. We could—that's kind of been left. Nobody's servicing that yeah, moment. Yeah. 
That's Roger. Who's, yeah, 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 yeah. Get, get, get who, through wait, who's who's the other guy that keeps going? Mm? That's Roger. I mean, Daniel Craig. Is oh, that's Daniel, Daniel Craig? Craig. Yeah, talking. You about. can tell how into it he was. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. All right, Daniel mm. Craig. To me, based on that interview alone, trying to move along the director of the original Iron Man uh, is the best Bond of all. That's your choice. That's Daniel my choice. Craig. Yay! So we actually week. agree. Yes. Awesome. Actually, lift off a little bit early there. We're, we're going to be here for one more minute. Uh, <laughs> just when you thought you could get rid of us, Long Island, we are here on everything old is new again dot biz. So if you were Bond, right, you being Doug Viviani, what would be your drink of choice? Would you keep the, the martini shaken, not stirred, or would you introduce a completely new drink? I would go with a Captain Morgan's and Coke. Because really? Captain Morgan is a, a very uh, influential individual in my life. Do you know why? Because his feats were many. His exploits were endless. And his thirst? <laughs> Legendary. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> Say, live and let die. Next week, we could talk about baseball. Come on back. <laughs> <laughs>